This podcast is brought to you by AD Banker and Company. They help you meet your insurance continuing education deadline in ways not as boring as you'd think. Go to a live in-person class or choose a webinar, which will come to you. Learn more at adbanker.com. Stacy Korsgaden is a prosperous insurance agency owner in Grover Beach, California. She is a graduate of Cal Poly State University in San Luis Obispo with a bachelor in science degree in business administration. Stacy began her agency right out of college by cold calling individuals from the local phone book. And now, 28 years later, she has eight employees and services over 7,800 policies in force and is committed to making sure that her clients have accurate coverage and are provided superior service. Stacy has been awarded the Farmers Insurance Group's President's Council Award 13 times. President's Council members are recognized as the highest honor based upon outstanding performance in the areas of production, quality of business, all lines underwriting gain, overall professionalism, support, and contribution to the success of the company. Please welcome Stacy Korsgaden. Stacy, it's good to have you on the program today. It's great to be here. Thank you, Dennis. So what's uh, what does things look like in Grover Beach, California? Are you are you right on the beach or are you away from it a bit? Our our cute town of twelve thousand people. We're literally on the beach, and the office is about nine blocks away. So on a typical day, we're enjoying some nice California ocean breeze. Now, do you require it? Is is that one of the employee benefits, uh, or do you require that everybody go take a walk on the beach uh, over their lunch hour to kind of decompress? I wish I, I, you know, that's something. Maybe I'll put that in my business uh, plan for next year. <laughs> I would think it would be a recruiting tool. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know all of us. We actually do enjoy the beach a lot in different ways, but uh, it, it's very close. And I think probably the best thing about this area is the weather. It's about sixty-five to seventy-five degrees all year round, so it's real very pleasant. Boy, you can't beat that. The uh, say, tell us uh, our listeners a little bit about your agency. Uh, now you have a, a very successful farmers agency that you've built uh, there in Grover Beach. Tell us a little bit about uh, your people and uh, and what you do. Sure, I I've been an agent for about twenty eight, twenty nine years. Um, the policies in force, it's right around seventy eight hundred of farmers policies. I also have a significant health insurance book. Um, we have eight employees here, and we our specialty is the family. So we uh, we have a great a large part of our book is personal lines, and from those personal lines we extract um, our commercial policies, and we also have a nice financial services book as well. Now, of your staff, uh, uh, I presume that you've had staff members that have been with you for a lot of years. Uh, uh, what was of the staff that you have right now? Who's been with you the longest? I have. They and all of them have been. They've got some longevity. The longest one has been with farmers for for just forty years this this year. Oh my! And I acquired her from a retired agent. So yeah. we've got everyone from forty years longevity. I've got a couple with. 
15 years, and then I've got my newest members have been with me for about two and a half years. So I've got a full array, but uh, just a fantastic staff. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, Say, now, you didn't grow up in Grover Beach. Uh, Where are you from? I did not. I grew up in Visalia, California, which is in the heart of California between uh, Bakersfield and Fresno, uh, an agricultural town. It's a great place to grow up. Uh, but after junior college, I decided to come over here to the coast and go to Cal Poly. And from there, you know, it's hard to, once you've been here, it's hard to go back home. So <laughs> I ended up staying here after college. Now, Visalia, that's uh, viewed as many as kind of a vacation place, isn't it? Isn't that up nearby where the Sequoia National Park is? It is. It's the, It's a great place to live because... It's about, it's centrally located to San Francisco and Los Angeles. The Sierras are very close and the, the ocean's very close. So I, it's a, it's a great place to raise a family. It was a great place to be raised. And um, right now though, it's a little bit too big for me. There's about 120,000 people that live there. Yes. So it's, it's definitely grown, but it still has a, a nice feel to the community. Hmm. Now what was your circumstances? Go What's ahead. that? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think I, I moved to the vacation spot in in California. It's just, there's a lot of beach activities. There's a lot of hiking, um, fishing, hunting, um, a lot of good stuff around here. A lot of stuff to do. Uh, say, tell me a little bit about uh, your growing up. Uh, uh, what did your, uh, your mom and dad do? You know, my mom actually raised us. We, Our father passed away. There were five kids. Passed away when we were children in a car accident. So my mom, um, fortunately, uh, my dad had purchased a life policy, and it was a $50,000 life policy. And so she was able to stay home when we were very young and raise us and... So after we got a little bit older, she ended up uh, taking a part-time job at the county, which had benefits, and she ended up retiring at the Department of Motor Vehicles about 20 years ago. Um, When she retired, she actually worked full-time with my brother and my sister, um, who are farmer's agents. My brother was a farmer's agent at the time. He's since retired and now doing consulting. But I have a twin sister that runs a farmer's agency in Visalia, California. She worked with with them for years. And also my other brother who runs uh, Crawdaddy's restaurant in Visalia, oh. she was the control cashier for all of their businesses. Okay. Okay. So now with your twin sister, were you both the were you the oldest uh, of the five children or were you the were you the babies of the family? We were the babies. I had three older brothers, and my uh, twin sister and I came along when my parents decided they wanted to try for a girl, and then they ended up with two girls, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, how old were you when your father passed away? We had just turned four, and so my oldest brother had turned ten. So my mom definitely had her hands full, but she, I think, did a magnificent job. She was a a great role model for all of us. Hmm, That's great. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, say when you were in school, what did you find uh, that you were really good at? Uh, we were 
we were all very active in sport. Um, so competitive sports, uh, I felt very comfortable in, in participating in um, basketball and swimming were basically my, my sports. All of our siblings were involved in activities. Um, so the high school years were very busy with sporting events and attending my brother's and my, my sister's sporting events as well. Stacy, uh, when you left home and went off to college, I, I believe what Cal Poly uh, State over in San Luis Obispo, uh, did you work part-time? What did you do to uh, help put you through school? Yes, I definitely worked part-time. Um, there were some jobs that were available for uh, college kids. I worked on campus in the PE department for a very little, for a little bit. Um, but then ended up working at a local hospital, Sierra Vista Regional Medical Center, and where they provided um, some insurance benefits, and then worked there and went to school at the same time. Did you have uh, any jobs uh, that uh, you particularly disliked, uh, that uh, when you would go to work uh, at that age and you thought, uh, well, I'm going to study a little bit harder because I don't want to have to do this uh, for the rest of my life? question because I when I worked at Sierra Vista Hospital the opening that they had was was housekeeping and I I took it very willingly I, I didn't care it was a good job it paid pretty well and it had the medical benefits that I needed uh, but I did realize that I was very thankful that I was getting an education and that I wasn't going to be there for long I knew life is a ladder and this I was at the beginning stages of life and I, I needed to do what I needed to do but um, even in the hospital I, I didn't stay in that department long there was an opening in the emergency room where I could be in admitting in the admitting department and I was that person that if if you came in with uh, an injury or an illness I was the one that asked for the for the health insurance card while while the person's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was a very good experience. I learned a lot about the medical field. I learned and I met uh, people that are still good friends of mine today. So I met a lot of great people. After I graduated or I was in the process of very soon going to be graduating, I thought I wanted to go into hospital administration. And I spoke to the business leader of, of the hospital and ask if what the opportunities were and there after the conversation it, I realized that there weren't the opportunities that I was looking for and that weekend I went home and I had lunch with my brother Troy and my mother and it was at that point that my the conversation was hey you should really talk to the district manager over at farmers insurance in your area you should run your own business and basically see what is available there because if you run your own business, you are the kind of the captain of your own ship and you can make as much money as you want. The harder that you work, the, the more you're going to make. And I, I liked everything about that. And so that's actually how I got started with Farmers Insurance. My brother set up an appointment for me to talk to the district manager and um, he gave me the information about the contract, and I liked it, signed up, and 
took it from there. You know, that so is that's kind of how I got into the insurance business. You know, that is interesting because you were right out of college and very young. Uh, what was it like uh, trying to start uh, an insurance business in a in a town where you were probably not well acquainted with a lot of people, but uh, you know, just uh, young at the same time? I was definitely young, inexperienced, um, didn't really know a lot about insurance. The only thing that I saw was opportunity. And at the time, I still had three college roommates, and I was told, this is what you have to do. You have to call and get X dates, get expiration dates, put those X dates in the proper month, and then 45 days out, you're going to call those X dates, and you're going to get appointments. The more appointments you get, the more sales you get. The more sales you get, the more money you're going to make. And so it was a very simple equation. So... Um, I grabbed the phone book. My three roommates were out watching TV, and I closed myself off into a room with a, a phone, opened up the phone book, and I happened to open it up to the L's, and I started calling. And in a very unsophisticated way, I just said, um, introduce myself. This is Stacy Corscott, and I'm with Farmers Insurance, and I'm calling to see if you would like a quote on your auto insurance or your home insurance. And from that, I would get either a yes or a no. And if it was a no, I would say, well, when do your policies expire? Maybe I can call you in the future and see if that might, you might change your mind. And I want to be able to be there for you if you do. So I would get X dates, put them in my little box on a three by five card. And then when I built up my X dates, I would then start calling those X dates and get appointments. Now, when you were calling... When you were calling people, did you ever uh, encounter somebody that was rather cross or cruel uh, you know in that I, conversation? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I did. I mean, there were people that were not happy that I was calling around dinner time, and I would get some someone that would hang up. But I think the competitive spirit of a person, whether you know, if you have that, you don't hear the no's. You're only seeking the next yes. And you just hang up and you keep calling. I think that's one of the most important traits that an insurance agent has to have is the ability to look past the no's and just go for the yeses. Yes. Did you ever get your three roommates uh, to buy any insurance? (laughs) I did. I did. You know, I didn't ask them at the time because they were pretty much as poor as I was. And I knew that a lot of them, their parents were paying their insurance. (laughs) But I'll have to say that I can still, I still have clients that I called from the L's yeah. way back 28, 29 years oh. ago. Why did, you, why did you start in the L's? Was that just a random just thing? Because, you know, L's just, are better than I's and, and, yeah, and D's. No, no discrimination there. I just opened up the phone book and it was open to the L's. And I said, okay, I'll start here. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, when you started out, uh, what was, uh, one of the things you had to really struggle with and, um, maybe you had to really focus on in order to, uh, to move yourself forward the way that you wanted to? It would be education. You know, I had the biggest mistake, or I should say what I would do differently looking back at that young person now would be educating myself better and quicker regarding the policies. 
I, my first appointment, I will tell you this, it's, it's embarrassing looking back, but my first appointment, it was a homeowner's policy, and I quoted the person's homeowner's policy, and I met him at Sierra Vista Hospital outside of the emergency room to present my quote. And my potential uh, new insured asked me a series of questions that I just didn't know. And she asked me questions that I, I really should have known. And um, she kind of put her hand on my shoulder and she said, you know what, Stacy, you better read the policy. And she was right. She ended up buying that that afternoon. She purchased the policy. She's still a client holder, a policy holder today. Um, but I took heed from that recommendation. I, I now would say that I know not only much about my about our policies and coverages, et cetera, but I know where to get the information. And what's important is that my staff, I make sure that my staff who is dealing with my customers, that they're, that they're educated, that they're licensed, that they're knowledgeable. That's truly my job is to make sure that we're presenting the correct information and preventing uh, gaps of coverage before an incident occurs with our client. So, Looking back, the hardest thing when I was starting was being educated because I didn't know a thing. Um, when you match education with aggressive discipline, having the right disciplines, you can become successful in this business. Yes, that sounds like good advice. It's uh, uh, When you assembled, obviously you've assembled a very good team uh, around you. Uh, where have you found... Uh, uh, how have the, the team members come to your attention or come aboard? Were they referrals of uh, people or people that you knew within the community? Uh, um, there's been a wide variety of ways that I have have found staff. I must say that I have such an incredible staff, and the best staff that I have has come from referrals. So the referral, I'll give you an example I've had. Um, I've gone out to my client base and say, I'm looking for a good staff member. Do you know anyone? I've got four people on my four people of my staff, my newest members, who have all been from either customers or other business owners that I know, and they've been referrals. Well, that's neat. That's neat. It's uh, if you were to uh, uh, kind of uh, zero in on one thing, what do you think that you do really well at your agency as a team? As a team, as an agency, mm-hmm. our best, our best process, our best processes as far as keeping and retaining customers and also extracting new business is our review. And we call it our farmers friendly review. It's an FFR system. And by meeting with our customer, how we do that system is number one, every year a customer will get a personalized letter from our agency. It's not an email, it's not a postcard, it's a letter saying it's time for, thank you so much for your business, Um, it's time for your annual review and give the reasons why they need to review with us. Then in a couple weeks we follow that up with a phone call to set reviews with different people in our staff, on our staff. And because of that, I think we have minimized issues, it's countless number of issues that we've prevented, Uh, but we've also grown our book and sustained our book by 
extracting new policies from that book. So by far, the one thing that I would never give up is our review program. It's it's vital to the agency and to the agency growth. Right. Yeah. uh, That sounds critical. If you were to bring all your staff in for a meeting to talk about, uh, and you maybe already have, 2017, what would be the, the one area that all the group might agree on that, my gosh, we need to do a better job uh, this uh, coming year? It would be the cross-sell. You know, our our company is looking at really focusing on the cross-sell and, and building up our policies per household. We can definitely be better and sharper at when a call comes in, not only handling and addressing the issue at hand, but looking at the file and saying, okay, what do we not have here? Where where are the gaps? What are the concerns that we need to be thinking of to help our customer? Do they have long-term care? Yeah. Are they planning for retirement? Hmm. You know, they have two rentals, but where where's the umbrella? All these all these things are somewhat standardized, but I'm thinking about our audience as a whole. The agencies that can capture the, all of the household's policies, the insurance, the financial services, um, the personal lines, the business lines, um, all of those things need to be captured to increase the profit margin within the agency and within the company. Mm-hmm. So looking at those numbers, reviewing those numbers is vital to our continued and, and growing success. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in a couple of years, uh, you're going to be approaching uh, wrapping up uh, three decades in the business. Uh, have you found are customers different today than uh, than they were when you first started out? Is there anything different about their needs or wants or desires? It's a great question. In some sense, they are exactly the same. In our modes of communication, it's changed drastically. The one thing that I feel will be a constant in the service industry, which we are in a service industry, is the customer wants to feel cared for and protected and I would say to bottle it up, they really want to be cared for, to be thanked, to be appreciated, to be properly handled because it is a precious commodity of having a customer trust that we are properly going to protect them if something, you know, some unforeseen event happens in their life. To be able to walk in with the right amount of money. Um, You know, the one thing that we often manage behind the scenes and the customers don't see is we are the liaison between the customer and the processes that we have to deal with with our with our company and sometimes they aren't smooth and sometimes they're cumbersome and we take that on for them Um, so how customers remain the same and probably I think even are going to require it even more is they want that extra service they if they there's going to be 20% of the population's just looking for price. 
on the other spectrum, the other 20%, they're never going to change because they are so loyal to whoever they are. The 60% in the middle is really who I'm looking for, the people that want a service, a superior service at a fair price, and they want to be taken care of. That's who I'm looking for. And we have to offer that. So um, that, I feel, isn't going to change. What has changed is the mode of communication and the speed in which they want that to happen. And we have to remain very agile and be able to uh, meet those requirements. And yeah. I think we're doing that. Wow. It's, uh, what do you feel or what are you the most excited about um, uh, in the next uh, three to five years with your agency? You know, that is a great question, too. You know, the population's getting older, and there's so much opportunity in financial services and tying that in with our personal lines. So I'm very excited about the growth projections we have with our our profit margin in helping people with financial services because, number one, we, we serve the... The, the auto, we serve a public that is underserved in that area. Most people that have an auto, you know, three autos and a home and a good job, they don't really know how to prepare for retirement. So they might have a 401k that we need to help them with. They might have um, IRAs that they've been depositing, but they don't have any clue what they're doing. So I like and enjoy that part of the business. So that has been a, that's a great, farmer's insurance has allowed us to, to be in that market and enrich our customers' lives where we were just doing the auto, the home, and the umbrella, and the boats, and all the toys. We now can bring that side in. I'm very excited about that. Mm. Um, we also are solving problems in, we have a health department, a medical department, and I feel that we were able to relieve a lot of stress with our customers during, you know, the two, 2013 and on with all the changes in the health insurance. So um, I'm hoping that that continues to be an ongoing market where we can continue to help our customers okay. and give them more options. Yeah, if you uh, had, a say, a nephew or a niece who was considering getting into the insurance business uh, and they were saying, Aunt Stacy, you know, what do you think? Uh, what would be your advice to that uh, young person? I have several, I have 10 nieces and nephews and I would uh, love to have one of them come join join the business. I don't see that happening, but if I did, it, I mean, I've told them what a great opportunity the insurance business is for someone that is young and aggressive and willing to work hard. Um, the rewards are there. I would tell them that you can start with nothing and you can create an incredible life, not only financially. I think the there have definitely been financial rewards in this business, and I'm so thankful for those. But I would say the biggest reward would be knowing and growing with the people in our community, in my community, and being able to make a difference in their life. Last, last year, we had a wildfire that swept through our area, and we had two secondary homes burned to the ground. And there's 
nothing like being able to provide a large check and give those people the opportunity to put their world back together again and, and just know that you did it right and or to pay off um, a spouse passes away with, and there's young kids and to hand over a large check to, um, well, now that gets mailed to them because of the change in the state law, but um, they are able to say that, uh, you know, hey, you helped my family wow. continue on. Even though we're an emotional mess financially, they'll be able to keep the house or the kids will be able to go have an education again. That's a rewarding thing beyond the financial part that is, it's hard to describe. We, we make a difference and we make a, a positive difference in the world today. Wow, that's a that's a uh, wonderful feeling to be in a position to help someone uh, at that uh, time in their lives. Uh, Stacy, it's been great to have you. And for our listeners, in case uh, just to remind you, our guest today is uh, Stacy Corsgarden, uh, who is a, a very prosperous agency owner uh, in Grover Beach, California. Stacy, it's been wonderful having you on the program today. Thanks, Dennis. It's been great being with you. Oh, hi, you're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.